squad. We are so excited. First of all, thank you so much for tuning in to the somewhat damaged motherfucking podcast. This is the first time I'm like doing this thing called leading, which means I'm like starting the conversation. You know what I mean? As always, I'm here with Greg Alprin and with John. What up? And I'm so, John B. And uh, I'm so excited to be here to introduce our guests that are here today. First and foremost, and, and first and foremost, I've known this guy Ever since the first time he went on stage, I was in the room. That's right. Matthew Broussard. But most importantly, before we even get to you saying hello, (laughs) I want to get to your mom who's here right now. And and is in the house tonight, bro. I have a question. Has he always been a loud whisperer or what? Like, what's the deal? Always been a loud whisperer. (laughs) Yeah, loud kid, too. Always. Miss Feigner. Oh, she had such trouble with me. It's a family thing. Who, Jerry wasn't loud. No, but Jews I are was. loud. Yeah, yeah. My mother was. My father. My father wasn't. My mother was. My brother. Yeah. yeah. Do you, Do you feel like, Do you feel like if you're on the phone with somebody and they're far away from you, that causes you to scream louder on the phone? Like if you're like, "Where are you at? I'm in Israel." Oh my god! Like, do you feel like you get louder? Because my mom would do that. Like yeah. if somebody was far away, I feel like. Well, your mom was in Israel. I don't know. No, she was just she was a loud phone talker person. Yeah. You know she what I mean? will use the and will use the phone the same whether or not it's on speaker or <laughs> non. So sometimes because sometimes she'll talk like this. But it's on speaker, so she'll be talking into it like it's a phone, but it's on speaker, so the volume will be doubly projected, and yeah, you have then, to, then you have to hold the phone away from your ear to listen. But then people say they can't hear me. Yeah. So I don't get it. Yeah. You might be like me. The way hard. I hold the phone is uh-huh. I find that the pinky is the balancing the phone. Like, I have the pinky on the bottom. Uh-huh. And I feel like that is probably oh, could be. masks the speaker part of the phone. Yeah. Have you seen this? Hold your stick your hands out and touch your pinkies together. Uh-huh. And on the right side, on the middle knuckle uh-huh. of your pinky, it will be an indented in because that's where you hold your phone. Right. So if you look at mine right here, check that out on mine. Wow. That's a deeper huh. divot right there. And that's wow. Yeah. Wow. That's how much we hold our phones. Wow. That's crazy. My mom called me. We were in the same house and she lives in Florida Mm -hmm. and that the, from one end to the other end is not much bigger than this room. I was in one of the bedrooms. She calls me on FaceTime, (laughs) FaceTime. I'm like, you know, you you just got to put the phone down and you could speak at a normal tone and I will hear you in the bedroom that's seven feet away. And I don't know what that is, but (laughs) she will, she will do that with her phone no matter where she is on FaceTime with it. So everyone can hear what's going on on so both. Funny. And I'm like, can't put the phone to your ear and take it off FaceTime. It doesn't <laughs> matter where she is. It drives me out of my mind. Sorry. This is what I get. This is a little different where I'll be like, Hey mom, sorry, I have to hang up. I'm getting a FaceTime from you. <laughs> she always bumps FaceTime during a regular classic phone conversation. Mom. That's a classic mom. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. So Broussard, the first time I saw you go up, I just want to say, I remember the first time I saw Broussard go up is at an open mic called Sherlock's. This dude, this dude had a ball cap and a white t-shirt on. He looked like a Republican going to a gay bar. <laughs> it was, he was trying to be so hidden. I was trying you to look wore low. Base, you wore baseball I hats? wore a baseball hat. I and just that night, I didn't want to look, I didn't want to stand out. I wore shorts and running shoes. You which wore I knew was shorts? Khaki shorts, t-shirt, plain t-shirt. Plain t-shirt. Yeah, and then running shoes. Yeah, I, I remember that. I just wanted to look very nondescript. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? He's funny. I was like, I was like it's, it's hard Here's the thing. 
Like y'all watch. Was it a rice hat? Yes. Oops. Yes. (laughs) That was not a way to be low key in Houston. Yeah. You were you wore a rice hat. Uh, Yeah. Oh wow. Wow. If 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 I had been thinking properly, I also would have worn a more more nondescript cap. Yeah. Very very quickly wearing a Harvard sweater on stage. (laughs) Boo. I remember very quickly after I saw you, I was like, hey man, I bought some. Abercrombie Woods cologne. It's not really my vibe, but do you want it? <laughs> I love Abercrombie yeah. Woods, and I wrote you a check for it. Yeah, I remember that. I still have it. It's there's a little bit left, but Abercrombie Woods was when we bonded, and this is this is a cheesy story. But first time, two times I went up. First two Mondays, this was I was 23 years old. I did well for especially for a first timer. And then I started to bomb week after week after week because I was doing new material every week and I couldn't, yeah, I just had that beginner's look. And then it was a couple months of bombing. And then one night I was getting off stage and I very well could have gotten off stage after that set and just never gone back up again. It just didn't go well. Uh, and I, I walk out and Chase was the funniest guy in town. There was no question over this. Yeah. Russell, <laughs> his good friend, was the funniest writer in town. And they were both standing there. And as I'm walking off, they stop me like before I can leave the room They go, hey, you're really funny. And I was angry. I go, why are you telling me that now? I just bombed. Why? Why? Why now? Because they hadn't really been nice to me yet. They hadn't been mean. They go, we've seen you're working at this and we think you write in an interesting way. So keep wow. doing it. And it was it was what I needed to hear that night. And, and I it was hard to give up after that. Wow. And mom, are you impressed yet? No. <laughs> My biggest hater. I will not be impressed until he walks down the red carpet with me. Wow. Oh. Okay. So that that's that that that's a clear uh, Maisel. I can't believe Maisel <laughs> didn't do more for you. Tonight's show is one thing, but I thought Maisel was really going to cement it. I didn't even recognize you. <laughs> <laughs> Acting. <laughs> so in character, he I was. was a, he was in a suit. Right. And, you know, button down collar thing with his hair slicked back. It's like I had to literally, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> so Wait, is there I a had, specific red carpet or just any red carpet? Uh, any red carpet. Any? Take, yeah. Got comedy a red carpet. Red carpet. Any red carpet. <laughs> any red carpet. <laughs> Do we have any red carpets or comedians or anything? Um, yeah. uh, I mean, like, no, uh, usually acting. Yeah. Uh, well, usually movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to give another color. <laughs> yeah, too bad that the Billy Crystal didn't have a premiere. That yeah. would have been. Yeah. Which again, she's a Jewish mom. You'd think Billy Crystal and Miss Maisel. I'm I'm a kind of shocked actually. Yeah. Because, I mean, my mom's impressed with, <laughs> with your performance on Maisel. <laughs> oh, All right, really? here's the deal. Recognize them? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's literally the only get shop. jokes I want to. No, she. <laughs> Not all jokes. No, but that, her. but yeah. that, the timing on that was phenomenal. She was like, it's like, oh, did she recognize Matthew? <laughs> I, do, I do a lot of non-rehearsed comedy. I, <laughs> this is why I'm good at roast battles. Yeah. I've fucking taken it my whole life. Yeah. So I love how that there's, there's, there's a moment. Uh, I mean, do you, uh, Matthew, do you remember the first time that you kind of like, uh, like, like had that big break? I mean, you were down in Houston and then you moved to LA. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I moved to LA. And was there anything in LA that you were just like, oh yeah, I'm making it. I caught my break in Houston. When I was in Houston, I did a Uh showcase for Comedy Central and booked it and took vacation days from my job to go film it. Wow. And I was trying to explain to her the, you know, magnitude of that, legitimacy of that. And Nah. nah. No, I like that. I like that. That was the first star. step. There's a star outside your 
uh, trailer. Oh, that was sure. the Comedy Central, probably in New Orleans. Oh no, New Orleans was 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 later when I did my half hour comedy. Oh, okay. I brought I her to that. my half hour taping. I was impressed. I like yeah. that. Like and then trailer oh. with his name, Amy name outside. Remember when makeup artist? That was one where every comic came to like support. I remember going to all New of Orleans. Houston. Yeah, came. Houston came. Ali Sadiq was there. I think he did a presents. Was he was at the same yeah. one? Yeah, Ali was that too? week. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really cool. Really great crowds. Yeah, I had um, that picture for sure. And I remember one of the most painful moments in my comedy career was we checked into the Ace Hotel and and I, I and came so we we shared a room. And there was this amazing basket of uh, what's it called? Mini bar items. And she was grabbing one. And I go, no, that's that's on. I had still had to put down a credit card. They're going to overcharge us. That's really fancy food. And then a few weeks later, I text my agent. I said, hey, wait, didn't y'all say you were going to have a gift for me at the hotel? They go, yeah, there should have been a basket of food in the room. (laughs) And it, it aches. It hurts to this day. Uh, of course. Listen, Broussard, you've I always slapped her hand away from me. <laughs> it's it so funny because you ninety five M and M's. You couldn't spring for five. Yeah. These these were like That's truffle M and M's. This is like you have such good food. Class. Yeah. Yeah. Like I what I love one of the things I love about Broussard is like at the time I was like, there's not a lot of comedians that like look like you in Texas or that like feel like they have money, but I was always so impressed by how frugal you were and you're really good with like money and saving money. Like you, like on, this is real talk. Like, I'm not like not talking shit, but like if we were walking down the street and like there was like a quarter, a Nutri-Grain bar oh. on the ground, you would eat it. You'd be if like, it was wrapped. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Actually, you know, to come to think of it, one of the first, like I've known Matthew for about, I would say about four years now and we've been friends, but I remember like one of the first years he was like doing the club and I was eating pasta and he's like, Oh, what is that? And I was like, uh, some sort of pasta. And he's like, can I have some? And I'm like, yeah, have the whole thing. And I was like, you don't know me from Adam, really. <laughs> but that, but I just, it was just one of the, but now Matthew and I, we've shared car uh, car rides with each other. Yep. I mean, here's the thing, man. I mean, you've been, you were doing so well uh, with, during the pandemic. You had movies that are coming out. Like, what is, what what's that next step that you kind of want to take? I mean, Chase has been hyping you off from Houston. Like, besides a red carpet, is there something that you're going after right now as a comedian? The big things left for me are an hour special, whether, I mean, looks like I'll probably have to do it myself. So I need to just get around to filming it. Yeah. That's what yeah, I want. I want that. It's I want scary because you might get 12 views when you put it on your doesn't own Doesn't matter, bro, because whenever that comes out, we can, I will give you that red carpet, bro. We're having that red carpet. We could do that anywhere. We're going to give you the red carpet. Ann. I don't think Ann gives a fuck, to be honest. I, I, I think, I mean, from the sound of it, it's a trailer with a cardboard star and some makeup. So maybe it's just doing a whole run of shows outside of Sephora. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was I, impressed. I mean, <laughs> listen, discounted makeup, free yeah. makeup. Hey, it was it's, beautiful. By yourself, you're going to do that. You're going to do a special by yourself for you. Is I'm that, gonna is wait, that? I'm going to okay. wait. I want to wait a little bit and see if I could get someone to do it. I still think, I mean, Netflix is the dream. And I, I think Comedy Central is doing a great job with specials. And I don't think anyone else is worth working with. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> if uh, Epics is listening to this. No. Um, or, I mean, I, I would love to, I love acting. I love uh, booking things. I would love to be a regular on a, a funny show. That would be right. a real dream for me as well. I think you could do it, man. 
I think you can do it. I've, yeah. I've been in the room where you do quite a few auditions, and I'm like, I don't know how yeah. you're not going to get this. If they don't like this, they just don't like you. Are you doing a lot of auditions? Like yeah. the audition circuit? Yeah. Once a week or so. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I, I, I have great agents. I, I auditioned to play Han Solo. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. Really? That's the thing. The, the Mitch Hedberg joke is so fucking perfect. Of if I came to, to LA just able to do stand up and looking like this. And they were like, have you taken acting classes? And I was like, no. They were like, too bad. <laughs> Here are the wolves. <laughs> the first thing I auditioned for went to Haley Joel Osment in, in the, the Entourage movie. That was like my first audition. I was like, really? that's wild. Why you were Why would you let me the, compete with these people? You were going to play the, 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 the kid from Billy, Texas. Billy Bob's Bob son. son. So I looked the part. I could yeah, play that. Yeah. Totally could have. But they give, oh my gosh. I just, I, I mean, like, listen, to watch kind of like the, the progression that you've done, like you've done the Tonight Show twice, mm-hmm. man. I mean, like you keep on grinding. You're doing our silly little podcast right now. You know what I mean? Like, is there is there a method to your madness or are you just saying kind of yes to everything right now? I'm starting to say no to more things. Yeah. I like saying no to things, but uh, I've just, I'm, I'm what, 10, 10 years in, nearing 11 and- I've put a lot of eggs in a lot of baskets and the only one whose handle hasn't broken is stand up. So I will, I've kind of redoubled my efforts in that. Are, are there other roles that you've auditioned for that you haven't gotten that were like on the same? I haven't gotten most of the roles. I've no, I, <laughs> right. But like, I mean, you've mentioned out of the gate, you've on auditioned for some big stuff. Same level. I believe I auditioned for a train on the boys. I auditioned for the archer on the boys, wow. which both went to black guys, which is uh, you're like, Oh, thank God. Okay. Oh, thank God. If it went to a white guy, I couldn't handle it. But a black guy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching the show Severance right now, and I auditioned to play, well, that's again, black guy. Jay Fox, right? Oh, no. That was- oh, I, Michael that was, Scott. Michael Scott. Which is fucking- uh, Anna and I just watched all of it. Uh, it's on Apple TV. It's it's sci-fi, but very grounded sci-fi, like, soup, like modern sci-fi, mm. and it's- such an inventive concept. I've never seen anything like it and it's suspenseful and it's dramatic and it's funny. And I auditioned for the goofy office mate who went to, he's this, uh, fatter black guy with a beard glasses improviser. He keeps popping up in everything. You happen to know what I'm talking about? No. Um, he's just a really, really deadpan, really funny guy. He was on crashing. Um, He's in a bunch of shit. Did you do, are a lot of these um, auditions on Zoom? Now they're all, uh, I just put together a tape. You did. And send it in, yeah. But when you were doing them on Zoom, do you think that that. that I've never done them on Zoom. You don't do them on Zoom unless you have a callback. So for Maisel, I did a callback on Zoom. Got it. Yeah. Let me ask a question. Do you, do you like the world of auditioning and trying to get on stuff? Or do you think there might be a point where you snap and you're like, I'm just going to make my own. It should have happened years ago, but I'm stupid. Yeah. That, sh- that yeah. Thing should have happened. I should have iterated it from the start. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do, would you feel like that's the dream? Like sort of the Adam Sandler thing, like make a movie and put your friends in it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what you want to do, does. right? That's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. Chase just wants you to do <laughs> You want to be like. Let me be your Rob Schneider, bro. Yeah. That's all I, I tell that to everybody. I'm like, Joe Coy, let me be your Rob Schneider. Everybody, just let me have one line in the movie, and I'm fine. But that's fine. I love I, I love sketches. I like I like because there's a, in New York, there's a lot of like uh, infrastructure. Where if you write a sketch, you can get someone to make it, and you can usually have a lot of say over how it's filmed and cast. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a question. I mean, you you you're waiting for that time for for Matthew to get that red carpet treatment. 
What did you hope to have Matthew do originally? Like, what was the hope for him to be? Computational math major working for a finance company. Yeah. Well, I had to fight you to be a comp math. You wanted me to be an engineer. I wanted to be math or physics. You said no. So I decided to go mechanical engineering. And then I called you and said I wanted to switch to applied math. And I remember I had to build a case that it was yeah. employable. Yeah. Yeah. And we called around and it was employable. Yeah. Actuary, actually. Can, Actuary can, and <laughs> comp, computational finance is a massive field. Yeah. Actuary. Can, can someone and explain energy. to me what comp, you, what kind of mathematics is computational, it? <laughs> uh, computational applied mathematics, which is a degree that's halfway between computer science and math. Got it. So we teach computer, you program computers to solve really hard math problems. Got it. Did, you, did you know that? Of course, uh, not. of course, no, no. <laughs> so when you, I thought a computer knew how to be a computer, yeah, I didn't know how to teach a fucking I, computer. This is how the to crazy be a... part about computers: they can add, subtract, multiply, and divide. That's it. Your computer can't take a square root. It can't take a sine function. It can't solve for the zero of some massive polynomial. It can only do addition, subtract, and multiplication, division. So you have to tell it using those four tools how to solve all of the math problems you run into on the internet. So you're saying a Texas instrument calculator can do more than a computer? A Texas instrument calculator is a computer and can only add, subtract, divide. So when you type in these higher level functions, it's just a series of flops, floating point operations. So are we talking like Goodwill Hunting, Matt Damon stuff? What's funny is the two problems he solves on the board, I could understand one of them. It was a uh, a graph theory linear algebra type problem that was that was something we would go over in, in linear algebra. Not that I could have solved it. Right. And apparently those weren't even that hard of problems. I, I went online. They're like, yeah, these are like yeah, third, that- third week of homework. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only three people have solved. And, like, agreeing. Yeah. and what, what's your background? Oh, I'm an immunologist, microbiologist. Wow. Masters. Yeah. Masters, Masters degree. Yeah. So, I mean, is, I mean, and then you also have another son as well. Yeah. Andrew. And he's an uh, aerospace engineer. Got it. And I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of floored that, I mean, and, and you're honest about it, which is, which is yeah. great. And, um, but like, you know, was there ever a moment in Matthew's career when you're just like, all right, that's, that's good. I, I, I like that. I'm proud of that. I, I like the fact that he, he just loves what he does. Aww. He loves what he does. And how many people can you actually say they love what they do? I I did not love what I did for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you find very few people who actually love what they do. So he can be totally exhausted. I see him get up on stage and it's like he's not exhausted anymore because he just loves what he's doing. Yeah, cocaine so, is great. <laughs> I, can't, I can't hold it against him because he just loves what he does. Yeah. You yes. said something. Oh. This is a cheesy moment, but is worth repeating. Um, we were, I was some, we fight sometimes cause she'll, she'll say things that, that belittle my career. And I can, that really ticks me off really fast. And one time I just, just kind of snapped and I was like, why can't you be happy for me? This isn't the most success, but this is so much more than so many people have pursuing this. And you said, look, I'm not a lucky person. I haven't been lucky. I haven't had the life I wanted. I didn't have the career I wanted. I didn't have a lot of the things that I was really hoping for. And I'm an unlucky person and you're my son. So for you to succeed would mean I'm lucky. So it's hard for me to believe. It's not that I don't believe in you. It's I don't believe that any, that my own son could be that successful because I don't feel I'm that lucky which put things in perspective for me. And I feel like a lot of parents feel that way. Sure. It definitely is something that I think a lot of parents look at. Um, but there are, I mean, it's, you know, 
if if Matthew could kind of put all away to go and do your dream job, I mean, would you be happier then? He, he has to work so hard. I don't know. I think like Andrew a, works hard. Not not like you do. He's through at five thirty. He goes to the beach and goes kite fly flying. You know, it's true. <laughs> it's called kiteboarding, but kiteboarding. I like. I like. I, I mean, I'd rather. I mean, I mean, should, let's edit that out and just let people think my brother is like yeah. really. An, oh, he's, he's sitting at the, he's the got beach, like a ribbon and everything, <laughs> flying a kite yeah. every day. Man, yeah. that's oh, life. That's living. So, so that's living the dream. Works, but like, I mean, it's just he has to work. To me, it's like a ballerina. One in a million makes it. Is he going to be that one in a million? He's really hit some milestones that like many haven't, that many are still striving for. If I was to look at any person in the industry right now who I would put my money behind, Matthew is definitely one of them. Um, I've been only here for five years, but also like I have a good friendship with Matthew and, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited of the things that he's doing, but it is interesting to hear the other side. And, you know, I joke that my parents don't approve of what I do, you know, you know, but at the same token, like they do get excited when I have Diane Neal on a podcast, (laughs) or they do get excited if, you know, that they see a picture with me hanging out with like Chappelle or something like that. But, you know, you really give it to him straight all the time, man. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And you seem to take it well, Matthew, you seem yeah. to take it well. I, I mean, know, I know how lucky I am. And, and, uh, my dad was starting to support it. He, there was, we had a good moment before we lost him where he was like, I'm happy. You're happy kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, it's not to say I'm not happy. You're I'm mm-hmm. happy. You're happy. That's what I said. Yeah. You love it. And there's also a weird thing where I have a cousin, my age named Adam, his mom is Anne's sister. Um, so my aunt and uncle Cindy and Ken, uh, Cindy and Kenny uh, are showbiz people. Uh, Kenny worked for HBO Boxing, was kind of this entertaining guy. And the son, my cousin, uh, wanted to be in sports broadcasting. Uh, that didn't happen for him. It's a very competitive industry. So now Kenny and Cindy are as excited for me as my parents should be. <laughs> so it's this weird. Listen, I, I fully, you know, I'm the only other parent sitting at this table besides your mom. So I, I totally understand where, where she's coming from. I have a dog. I just want to throw that because, out there. You know, I think at any- <laughs> so does John. We were both dog people. So it's like, we're pretty close. We're pretty close. <laughs> right. But your, your, dogs, your, do- you, your dogs can't strive to be, do better in life than you did. Right. So I understand that as from, um, from a parent's perspective that you want your kids to do better than you may have done or doing or whatever it might be. So I fully get that. But, you know, I, I, I really don't know Matthew that well. I met him through John and through doing some comedy stuff, but you know, I've, and Matthew's done some shows for, you know, for us that we put together and every single person that comes through those shows when Matthew's on stage literally he's the best. They always rave about him. I have people in Connecticut saying, when's Matthew coming back? And now we have a date for that. So, (laughs) uh, you know, I, and you know, I look at where Matthew is in his career and knowing and doing so much stuff with comedians, you know, he, he, he's really, you know, tremendous. Uh, (laughs) I reject all of it. No, no, no. And, you know, if I was going to judge someone's career, I'd say it's been very successful. Sure. You know, it's, you're maybe not selling at Madison Square Garden, yeah. but there's a tremendous amount of luck there. Not lucky, but luck. Yeah, there's some of that. Yeah. But 
There has to be a little bit of luck with there, but I, I mean, a lot of luck. But based off of this, I mean, you you seem to have a very good relationship, you know, with your family. Do you have you written anything that you're like, oh, my mom will like that, or my brother will like that? There's some. Jo- it was funny. She came to see me do a joke at uh, it's a show in uh, Georgia a couple weeks ago. She watched the whole full hour, and afterwards, she was like, that vibrate that vibrator bit was so funny. <laughs> It was so funny. And the one about sex and trampolines. And then she goes, you know, the Fallon set you just did, it wasn't as funny as the one you did for Comedy Central. Why do you write clean? You should just write the dirtier stuff is funny. I was like, if my own mom doesn't prefer my clean material, why would I ever write a clean joke in my life? She's not wrong. I don't disagree. I don't fault her for anything said. Between those two sets, one of those sets was like, when I think the best set I've ever done. And the other one was, yeah, that was a good clean set. But it's, it's, that's such your mom. She knows when you're happy. She's like, I know this is what you, this is yeah. what makes you happy. You're excited. Yeah. for this. Do what makes you happy. She's like, she, if you yeah. want to do it, regardless of if it gets you on 10 yeah. shows or whatever, do the thing that makes you happy. She just wants you to be happy. Did you, did you watch the Fallon set? Yeah. You watched the Fallon set. And the Comedy Central one. I mean, I was at the second Fallon set and yeah. I was hooting and hollering and everything like that. We were having a great time over there. Um, you know, is there a joke? I mean, he just mentioned about that, but there's a, is there a joke that makes you laugh out loud? Oh, yeah. There are a couple of them. There was one in particular. It used to be a closer. It used to be about um, uh, about your father's passing and everything like that. And uh, your mom had, and your mom's in the joke, actually. Yeah. I read her note on stage, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that all fully played out. I mean, should I, should I? No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> you don't I can read you know, it's so great. I used to include me before Laura came along. I was a lot of your Yeah, you've been yeah. in my jokes for years. Yeah. 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 Before Laura came around. So what about, I, I imagine you've seen the roast battles, the Comedy Central oh, roast yeah. battles. Right? So what do you think about that when he's on stage getting, you know, obviously torn, insulted uh, by other, you know, amazing comedians, like as a mom, like how, how are you looking at that when that's happening to him? I'm also, I've never asked you about that. Yeah. How, I, how does I'm a nervous wreck. Really? When I battle or when I perform in general? No, I, I'm, I'm nervous when he performs and I was, I'm a nervous wreck on the battles Yeah. because I just feel like, oh my gosh, I mean, are people going to laugh? Is it going to be right. funny? Like the last show, it was like, the other comedians came on before him and they were sure. funny. Right. And I thought, oh my God, is he going to be as funny as they were? <laughs> you know, you worry about it. It's your kid up there. But when they're talking, when they're saying all these like mean things to him. I don't think like, you care about no, the insult stuff. I didn't stuff. care about that. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you did it back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't think she takes, you've never been offended on my behalf in a battle, right? No. No. Not at all. We're just, yeah, I don't think. We deal with insults the same way a lot of people do. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't bother me. Yeah, you're not a person who can be offended that easily either. You don't get. It was part of the deal. Yeah. You're supposed to do that. Yeah. Can we break it down a little bit? I mean, just to go back to when Matthew was growing up, and sorry to bring this up, Matthew, but like, how is, like, you raised two boys, do you know what I mean? Two parent house. um, And one 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 of the things that always sticks out is that you always kind of made Matthew, I guess, say the right terminology for body parts and things of that yeah. nature. Frenulum. Like, was it, was it, was it kind of a regimented, uh, at, at home where it was like, Hey, you know, you gotta go to like, like get home, you're going to eat a snack and then go right to your homework. Was no. it? No, no, not at all. That's not true. What? You, you were really on me for homework. You, you were constantly cracking the whip. You were constantly punishing me for not getting stuff done. You, you made me read and I was really bad at it. You wouldn't let me go out and see movies on weeknights. In high school, I didn't have any friends. 
And even if I wanted to, I was just like, Hey, my nerdiest friends from you know math and swimming want to go see a movie and go, no, it's a weeknight. You don't go out on weeknights. So you had pretty firm rules because academics were everything and it's not unfair, but it was, that's my side of it. Are you yeah. Asian? Because I was it's, raised. I was raised Asian. Yeah, no, dude. No, no, our no. placemats at dinner no. were the periodic table. They were. They were. Wow. I Here, mean, just it's science, school, well, grades, everything. That was yeah. everything we had. But to that's be. not true because the Asian friends he had went home in the afternoon and studied for the SAT. It's true. Sure, we Every did. afternoon, they were not allowed to play at all. They had to study for the SAT, and I never I crushed the SATs. <laughs> I know. Saying, I More never, like the S-H-I-T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never had to come home. You sent me to tutors for the reading section, and that boosted what? my reading section scores. Was it the Princeton Review? Did you, did take, did uh, so I was some old English teacher from uh, Westminster. Got but it. But the math stuff, I was good on. Yeah, you got tutored for SAT, English just, Yeah, just for the English part, yeah. Right. I remember the first time... I went to Broussard's apartment and I was like, oh, bro, you're a nerd for real? <laughs> like, I was like, you need to talk about that because he didn't talk about it. He, saw, like, the, he saw the Pokemon sculptures. I saw, yeah. He had the Pokemon sculptures in Houston and I was like, wow, like you have got to talk about some of this, like the fact that you're a nerd that sort of blew my mind. Like, like when did the sculptures start for you? Cause they're really good. Like to this day, you make the sculpture. Did, did that start she, from Anne's staying laughing. at home? Let's start with Anne. Tell me about this. When? How did that start? I can tell you my version. She can tell you hers. I want hers. I want the truth. Anne, please. Uh, I used to make these things called Sculpey Kits. And they were little pieces of clay in a little box. And they and you would make characters or anything you wanted to make with these little pieces of clay. So I happened to buy him a Sculpey box mm-hmm. with the different colors in it. And he started playing with this clay at four years old. Four or five, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And he just played with it forever, and he just kept making. I really things. loved it. Yeah, he would make just fantastic little little uh, miniature uh, tennis shoes that would have every detail you could think a pair of tennis shoes would Asics have. Asics Cumulus One, my oh, first wow, pair those, of running shoes. Oh, wow. wow, I know what yeah, those look I, like. I yeah, I kept yeah. them. I kept them. They were. I thought they were fabulous. I couldn't believe he. Could get she really such supported detail. that. Yeah. To that kind of thing. So I always thought it was fantastic that he was so talented at that. What if he said art school? If you wanted to go to art school, was that would that be something that'd be allowed on the table? Dude, I couldn't major in math. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> math. Math or physics were off the table. Right. What kind of art Asian school. are you? <laughs> I mean, Talking about art school. Yeah, I mean, listen, I could have never. I mean, I went into when 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 I went in. I mean, listen, you that regiment, that's exactly. I got home at 3:30. I was hitting the books and I had at least two hours of homework and then at around five thirty, six o'clock dinner. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was sitting down and everybody would read for an hour in my household. Wow. Wow. And it had to be either a periodical um, or it had to be something of uh, history, but it was no, no nonfiction. Um, oh, no, no, sorry, no fiction in the house. Oh, good God. No fiction. Or as you call them, the dark arts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, hey, no, Chase. we weren't that strict, but she did make me do a lot of activities. Did, did you have the same in your house growing up? Hell no. Because my, my day came home from school. I went 
into the garage. I started messing around with some cars and then I would get in a friend's car and we would just listen to either Jimi Hendrix or run DMC and we would just drive around for hours. Can we ask with you, Greg, you seem like the type of kid that had power wheels that wouldn't let other kids drive around on your fucking power wheels. <laughs> and I never had the power wheels, but I'd be like, can I do that? Like, nah, you're good. And they would never let me drive around with their fucking power. Anyway, Chase, Chase was raised by a blockbuster video. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I had, I had so many, I was video so store. much blockbuster video that they gave me like five free movies a week just because I do wow. like, like all my allowance would go to renting movies, renting video games and stuff like that. Going to movie theaters. I would hang out and watch three movies at a clip at the movie theater. Really? I would page my mom two, two, two to pick me up. I was, I was raised by this, the neighborhood and you know, my parents both worked all the time. So just huh. the neighborhood raised me. Like when I went on tour with Joe Coy and the Filipino food, I was like, this tastes familiar. And it's because I was raised by a Filipino woman the first five <laughs> years of my life. My mom said, you realize you called Maria mom first, right? I was what? like, what? Yeah. Like I ate so, so what? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So when, when I say I love beef calderetta, like that shit <laughs> is my comfort food. But Dude, and let whatever me ask you your first album is, the logo should be the Blockbuster logo. <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell more story because you used to have that amazing story about working at you used to have bits around. Right. Movies, I was a video store guy. Power around but I feel it. like it's such an archaic like that doesn't yeah. exist. No, anymore, it, but now it's nostalgic. Oh, it's nostalgic. Totally for sure. It's a documentary. For sure. I mean, it's like Empire Red 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 Box. Box. It's like Red Empire Box. Records was a, a fantastic movie based around the right. mall rats of record stores. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which was absolutely was. And yeah, they, they don't have that anymore. I mean, Tower Records, God, I remember hanging out at yeah. like a Tower Records and I things of that, that. nature. That that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Oh, Suncoast God. video. I love videos. I used to walk around videos just to clear my mind and I would just write and just, I love just looking. Something about looking at the cover of all these movies and, 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 and it, then it became feeling. books. It became sure. books too. Like I just like looking at the cover. Like I have a lot of, but I don't, I don't read them all, but I just, I like oh, the covers. Oh, Goosebumps. Goosebumps like is a perfect example of like, right. Ones, things that I want to buy. I was never allowed to buy. I never bought a Goosebumps book. By yeah. I was never allowed to. I actually, Ugh. I had to borrow them from my friend and he would let me read them during school, but I never owned. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I don't know that I read those books, but I love feeling the covers everything's, though. Everything's I love feeling dinosaurs those covers. and like encyclopedias <laughs> and who shot John F. Kennedy. Wow. Like, I have some so, so are your just parents, how do your parents feel about your career? I mean, it's, it, it's Wait, hit or miss. You, Go ahead. Do you know what his career is? Yeah, acting. I mean, uh, comedy. Well, would you like to explain what you do? Sure. Sure. So I, I I work in comedy, but I'm not actually a comedian. I am the middle person. I'm the one that books the comedians. Okay. I okay. Should, I do the, all the programming. Okay. Um, I seal the deals uh, okay. with other things. He makes a, a lot of comedy happen around New York City and other places. Oh, yeah. Very okay. powerful, important person in comedy. It was. It. It. it you know what. I love how you describe that, but I, I've never been able to describe it like that to my parents. And my parents are still uh, kind of at a miss from it because I had, I was working corporate for a long time. I worked in hospitality, made my way up to a VP of events for a hotel chain. Then I opened up my own business in Houston, Texas, which is oil and gas based, sold that. And I still do these events this day, but it's like, I don't think that they questioned it because they weren't supporting it. I think there was at that point where they're just like, okay. And I think this is maybe just an Asian thing. If I'm not supporting you and I don't have to give you money and you're able to pay for dinner sometimes and give us gifts, then you're comfortable. And I don't care what you're doing after that. 
point. So that's kind of where, where my family's at, but I still am the black sheep. You know what I mean? My sister, you know, uh, is a, is a high level nurse in Johns Hopkins. So, you know, we always say that she's the favorite, obviously my brother is just the baby of the family. So, right. you know, he gets away with everything and it's like, ah, you just push two drink minimums and manage clowns. That's what you do. All day. <laughs> if I get to describe your job better, you are a very important person to a lot of talented up and coming comedians who, when they blow up, will forget about you. Yes, precisely. <laughs> there is a toast that I used to do every year at the holiday party. And it was like, you know, thank you so much. And essentially it was, it was like, uh, may you all be so successful next year that you'll ignore my texts next year. <laughs> I mean, it was just the truth of it. But you mean, you mean that. Like, I think you take a little, I think you're like Ben Affleck at the, at Matt Damon's door. <laughs> yeah, I would want to, I don't want you to know, see you I mean, like, <laughs> uh, He didn't answer. <laughs> There is That's a little awesome. bit of me. I mean, there's not nothing about money now. Yeah. I mean, this is this is I I I I'm I'm notorious for saying this takes up ninety percent of my time, but it's ten percent of my ten ninety nine a right. year. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But it's 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 fun, and you know what? It's awesome to see somebody grow. It's it's amazing to get those opportunities to see you know go on a river rafting with Matthew, and then a couple months later seeing him on NBC and watching him being taped live. I mean, there's an awesome feeling. It's just something that you can't get, you know, one for running, you know, weddings that happen to have $2 million budgets at that point. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. I uh, lost my train of thought. Speaking of parents and money, a thing I did for a long time was my first, uh, like the first way I started making a living in comedy was I started doing college shows right after I got fired. I booked a big string of them. And I told my mom, well, I, I needed to use my home address for tax purposes. So I had to have all my checks mailed there. And, I, and she had my, my banking information. So she would just get all those checks and deposit them. I didn't have to do any of that. I just wanted her to see every check I was making. Wow. I just wanted her to see that I was making actual money. So I made her deposit. All Did the you checks. know that? I didn't know that's why I was doing it. Yeah. That. It was really? truly just to show you <laughs> well, that I, I was doing fine. But I felt good that I didn't have to send him money. I wasn't, he wasn't, I wasn't I supporting I him. Can I send I mean, my residual checks to your mom? <laughs> <laughs> For a penny a piece? Got dollar 12, yeah. <laughs> and and let me ask you a question. Where, what did you cook for this guy? Like, like you seem like badass sandwich mom. You seem like there was lettuce and tomatoes on the sandwich. Am I wrong? What were you cooking? It looks like, uh, did you put like chips, like chips that are like in the bottom, like, like the tuna fish? I'm like, oh, that's some starch. We need to put that on the sandwich. Never. <laughs> Jerry was the cook. Whoa. Jerry was Cajun. He won. Right. Yeah. You made, you made lunch for me, but Jerry made. Yeah, but you got lunch at school. Yeah. Most no, you time. made lunch for me a lot of the time. Turkey, yeah. turkey sandwiches, turkey yeah. sandwiches and really stale cookies. Yeah. What uh, was in the sandwich? But, vegetables? But an, yeah. Another turkey. thing she did, turkey. she's, she, what are <laughs> you like all? You're 105 pounds? 107. 107. You were about 115 <laughs> most wow. of the time you raised yeah. me. She doesn't have genetics to be this skinny. She's, she's just a remarkably disciplined person when it came to food. And when I got older, I was like, why did you let me eat? Full pound bags of Twizzlers, entire family size bags of Funyuns. I would drink soda through a red red vine. I would just eat whatever. I would eat Halloween candy all year. I was like, why did you let me eat that unhealthy? And your answer was, 
It was just fun watching you be able to eat that much and not get fat. So I just. <laughs> it was like, have you seen? Have you seen? Um, what's it? Called? Yeah, it was a, a, a Primal Fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, a Primal Fear with Edward Norton, where the priest. Oh yes, yeah, so does yeah, can't yeah. fuck, but he makes the kids fuck and he films it. It's like her, her with food and me. <laughs> I love the fact that he could just eat anything. It was fabulous. It's amazing. I, I like have a vision, a, 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 a picture in my mind of your mom coming from like Costco or whatever was around, which is ginormous bags of chips and candy. Yeah. Hey, go ahead. It's Tuesday. I would let myself, but I thought it was fabulous that he It's could. like you lived in Willy Wonka land. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, would, and I, would, I wouldn't even sit on the couch. I would just sit on the carpet in front of the TV after Friday, craning my neck upward to watch whatever... A, a marathon of cartoons and then just eating from five different things like Homer Simpson. <laughs> Funnies, twizzers, sweet tarts, starbursts. Did you not allow television during the week? Because I didn't, I wasn't allowed television. That's funny. Sorry, I did that for like six weeks. I thought, let's try this. Right. And then I thought, I can't live without it. <laughs> you would, you're, you're forgetting something. You, uh, one of our chief punishments was you would lock the TV. Oh, that's right. I had a lock Jerry on the Jerry had these things where you plug it, plug it, it in and then lock, lock it. Right. And then you couldn't you could plug, plug the TV you, in. You plug the plug in and then you could lock, mm -hmm. lock it like a computer lock. Sure, sure, sure. And I had yeah. them on the TVs because I, if I left the house, they would watch TV all day. And, and one time you, you punished TV. us really bad over something and it was six weeks, no TV. Yeah. Six weeks. I remember that. Six, six weeks, no, weeks no television. Wow. Yeah. Right. You ever do the move where you come home and like feel the back of the TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no video game systems. No video games. You did get me a Game Boy. That's all. Because, yeah. Oh, so you didn't have like N64 or anything no, like N64, that? No, N64, no, no SNES. So I would go, I, my best friends were all the kids who owned those systems because I would just go over to their house and just watch them play hours of entertainment, just watching them play Zelda or Yoshi's really? Island. Um, so that is strict in that way. Again, I'm not like, it wasn't the worst thing. I think it was no. good discipline. This is totally um, the great origin story for the Pokemon sculpture. Here's that the origin your story. Game. Here's the origin story for the Pokemon sculptures. My next door neighbor, Ben was a pretty spoiled kid. His parents bought him whatever toys he wanted. And my parents believe that you shouldn't give kids things right away. Maybe wait. If you really wanted a toy, you get him one or two or three really big toys once a year but I wanted the dragon flute. And they're like, no, that's stupid. You'll get tired of it. I wanted the little yo the uh, little toys from Toy Story, the the claw toys. Uh, and they're like, no, that's just a dumb toy. We're not getting that for you. Um, so he would get all these toys and I was very jealous of that. So I wanted to have sculptures that were as good as his toys. Huh. Wow. And that's why I started getting really intensive. I don't want this to just be a sculpture. I want it to be as close to action figure quality as possible. Because when he busts out his toy, I'm going to be jealous that it's a better replica. So that that made me very diligent about getting better and better. At you know, that's a movie wow. right there. That, that? No, you should write that as a movie. Really? Oh, my God. That That's like the Indian in the cupboard. Yes. Like, yeah. No, that, no, I got, I, got, I got the title for you. Young Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you could see that, right? Like. <laughs> I don't, I don't, thank you. I mean, Yoshi. I made. I probably made. I probably made hundreds of Yoshi's. Yeah. I always wanted to make a good Yoshi. I always, yeah. Knuckles, Sonic. Those were things that were really hard to make, and they had good toys of. And what was your? I mean, you didn't have video gaming systems, so what yeah. would I you, did play Pokemon on the Game Boy on the Game Boy yeah. Game Boy because he because they he let was, me play Game Boy because it, yeah. it stole my attention. Yeah, because if I say I died a doctor appointment or I had to go to the grocery store, I would let him play with the Game Boy. And right. they knew they weren't going to get me reading. I like that. It was but, very bad reading. But we never had a uh, an. A Nintendo. No, I think like 
maybe my senior year, you let me get an, a super or an N64, which was like, like way, it, it was very used. It was yeah. two systems old. And by that point, I, yeah, by that point though, the lesson was learned that it would, I realized why it was good to not have those things. Around. I just wanted him to read and do other things. Yeah. I also watched my friends who had video game systems kind of fall behind further and further academically. Hmm. Yeah. Do you remember getting really, did you ever look at video game magazines? I mean, they, they look yeah. like liquid crack. Like just, we open the video it. game magazines, this, I the still fonts. I, I know the smell. You know I, what I'm talking I, I about? Exactly. The electronic the gaming thing. monthly. Mm-hmm. Oh. The <laughs> things that unfolded with the uh, uh, Game Boy games. Yes. The the Mario one, the the Pokemon one where you looked through it. It was the, mm-hmm. it was the Ken Sugimori original of Pokemon art. Yeah, there were yeah. small I still, little novels like yeah. in that. Yeah, I remember those things. Oh, yeah. Those were those were those I I know the smell mm-hmm. of, of opening I remember the smell of opening up a new uh video game and that like mm-hmm. that that plastic that hits you and it's that excitement that you're gonna play this game for the first time. And something that's changed rapidly, and then very few people can appreciate this, is that in the early to late 90s, there weren't figurines of every character. Sure. You couldn't go and find a Yoshi toy. Right. Minus one plushie made with the release of N64 that was a horrendous Yoshi replica. I remember when it came out, I was like, this doesn't look like Yoshi. I could do a better Yoshi. That's a world-famous character. Now the second... Any character appears on Rick and Morty. There's people selling uh, the chibi versions of it or whatever. Sure. The, yeah. And, and, and for a while there were, there were characters where I couldn't find it in a store. So I got to be the first person to sculpt that. Wow. Or I had to make the toy. So it was a really exciting or Pokemon. Like when I was making certain Pokemon, I didn't even know how to find 3d images to make them off of. There was just a couple cartoon pictures and sure. pixel art. So how do I, what is, what does the back of Mewtwo's head look like? I don't know. Huh. So when I'm sculpting it, I have to guess. Yeah, that was crazy. Really you were taking these things. two-dimensional characters that have never been three-dimensional before, which is crazy. <laughs> Fuck the Simpsons, by the way. I don't know if you've ever tried to sculpt a Simpsons character. <laughs> no, listen, they listen. are not three-dimensional. Listen, I, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the 3D episode of the Simpsons where yeah. Homer goes to 3D land. Even they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. They're <laughs> they notably non-three-dimensional. There's a couple other characters like that. Pika, yeah, I can't remember what they are, but yeah, yeah. those are things. Even, I, even yeah. video game wise, the closest they got to pulling off the Simpsons in 3D was when they did a cell shaded version. When Once they figured out cell shading where it looks two dimensional, it oh, looked yes. okay. Yeah, where the colors flattened. Yeah, the yeah, Simpsons like hit and run. Yeah. It was like a, the, they made a version of uh, Grand Theft Auto, but with Simpsons Yes, characters. I remember that. That I was probably that. their best their best game for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she supported my sculptures and supported math. That's great. Yeah, that was, we didn't fight on math. I was, that was, I always worked hard on math, yeah. And I love that you love math. Like you're, you don't, you don't, there's no like hatred or spite for it because you were forced to like, you I genuinely I are fascinated it. for it. You, I ch- yeah, I chose God, it. You see the beauty in Asian it. child. <laughs> he was born, he was born really, he was factoring at three. So he was born four. three or four. Okay. Four, which is three plus one. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, he, he was. <laughs> He was talented at math. I could tell that right away. I, I think that's, that's super interesting because, you know, the math brain and the creative brain are two totally different things, right? That is true for most of art, but stand-up comedy is the closest thing to science of any art form because stand-up comedy is you write a series of words that you think are funny. That is your hypothesis. You tell them to a group of people, and if you get the response you want – keep it the same. If you get the response you don't want, you change things until you do. That's, it's a very computational process. 
So, but why, but why comedy and not music? Because music is more because you don't get to chew because you don't know if a song is good until you wrote it and then play it in a studio to a bunch of people. You can't be like, what about that one note? Should I change that one note? What if I play the song again but I change that one note? With stand up, you get to brute force execute every conceivable iteration that might be funny and then and then play with different audiences to see what the you're optimizing you're optimizing over some set of variables those variables happen to be words so it is mathematical and again it like like math it's just it's it's compactifying compactifying if that's a word information down to a point where it becomes funny I, I think it's a mathematical process. And I think it, even people who think they're bad at math are yeah. doing that when they're writing comedy. Brucey, have you ever in your life done a Excel spreadsheet for something to do with comedy joke wise? No, I did do a, a podcast episode where I tried to identify like the nine joke structures. There's nine joke structures. I think there's nine. Oh, wow. I think the onion says there's 11, but I find some, some redundancy in theirs. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm I'm fascinated by that. That's that's crazy. I I, I, I it hurts my brain just thinking <laughs> it's, about it's that. Not good, it's not a good way to write, by the way. It's a good way to review. You shouldn't be. I don't think you should have joke structures in mind when you're writing a joke. You should just be thinking about what's funny, and hopefully you'll arrive at something funny. And then when you go back through it, you can typically identify what what specifically made it funny. I mean, this but, is joke theory. This is joke theory. Uh, I like joke, joke theory a lot. It's right. Really interesting. Because but is there joke? The smartest people in the world haven't figured it out yet. Sure. Yeah. But is there joke law? Like, is there something like, I mean, the rule of threes or anything like that? I mean, is, is, is there anything that you, you, you feel as, as a, a constant in our industry or in, in comedy specifically in stand up? It, it is an art form. So it constantly has to be changing. Right. So I don't know if there's anything that's constant, but comedy doesn't change that. Like, uh, what's his name? Steve. Ah, I just read his book. Martin. Yes. Steve Martin. Like some of his jokes still hold up very well. Like the, the just standard one-liners, they're still funny. Right. So I think there's, there's, there's something about jokes that has to be universal. And do you find anything scientific with jokes and, and, and comedy? Do you, do you see that there's a breakdown now? No. You just, what is, what is, when you look at somebody doing stand up or doing a comedic show, is that just art to you or is there anything else involved in it? Or is it just, or is it even art to you? Yeah. Uh, probably not. It's just an um, ability to, I've never met a comic till I met him. I didn't go to comedy shows. You I didn't listen, nothing growing up listening no. to anything. You loved like Robin Williams. Oh, I, I, Robin Williams is about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, dude, I mean, he was dude the day crazy. after Robin Williams died, she called me, she goes, he was that successful and he killed himself. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Great part about Anne, I don't even have to change the quotes. <laughs> but you know what's funny about Matthew? People think, oh, he was he was the comic at the table at the dinner table. He was the comic in class. Nope. Never. Yeah, no. Never did he say a funny thing <laughs> the entire time. He I was tried. Going I tried too. Oh, I don't know. I, I never tried to be thought. funny. Oh, really? Oh. I never saw, and you were never the comic in the class. No teacher ever called me and said, Matthew acted out today. I mean, he was just this straight, not funny kid. And there was nobody funny in our home. We had periodic tables for placemats. And yeah, we, Jerry was the least funny guy. Yeah, yeah and we didn't, yeah. we didn't laugh out loud. We, in fact, people used to laugh at me because I'd say, 
if something was funny, instead of laughing, I'd say, God, that was funny. <laughs> oh, you're a comic. <laughs> so, 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 I never when, would laugh. When did you get, like, when did it like yeah. occur to you, like, hey, I'm, I want to, I mean, we may have asked you this before, but like, if that's what it was like growing up in your house and you weren't the joke guy and you weren't yeah. the clown in school, like, where did this come from? And when did you start saying, you know what? I think stand-up comedy is is my thing. I always, I always had a, th- I don't know. I always yeah. had a theory though. I'm like, I'm like, I feel like he was probably funny on Reddit. And then he like, just was like, I could do this in real life. Like, like people would always upvote your shit. Like, w- is that what happened? That is pretty oh. true. I fucking knew it. <laughs> we never have, had I this conversation before. Comedy, but I love trying to get the top comment on Reddit. Yeah. I, felt I would that. Photoshop See, things. and I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> well, I was for half a semester in middle school involved with theater arts in Corpus. You were doing backdrops. <laughs> no, that's love it. That's love it. That was later. I did tech theater to fill an elective even in high drama. school. I was in drama. And this was, hold on, what's this doing backdrops? What is doing like funny. painting the trees? What's yeah. doing backdrops? Tech theater. Got it. Um, so in middle school, uh, my friend groups got into uh, the, the the theater class, and I auditioned for the honors theater class and made it in. And I was good at extemporaneous speaking and good, and I did some some like, like one man plays uh, or a two, two person stuff for competitions. It was Corpus Christi. It was a small pond. But uh, I remember, I remember the first time I felt funny was we had this uh, Cinderella type play. It was based on all the characters from Cinderella. And I was the only guy to audition for the ugly stepsister. Hmm. And I think they considered me for the role, but then honors math overlapped with honors theater and I had to go the math route and I never looked back again until my final year of college. I was, I was on the board for some dorm activities thing. We had a pageant right. with all the men. It was, it was one of our activities. And as the person putting it on, I was kind of forced to participate and I had to have a talent segment and I don't have any talents. So I just said, uh, 10 things I'll miss about, uh, Jones dormitory. And I kind of made them all jokes. And I remember just reading that and getting laughs on each one and being like, that feels really, really, really good. Right. <laughs> and then a year later I started stand up. But that was the first time I was like, whatever that feeling was, was pretty wonderful. And for some reason, when I talk in front of people and if I have good jokes, I can somehow create laughter. And that was that was maybe my first taste of it. But that was at 22. So Yeah, I mean, because see, I was worried about him doing his bar mitzvah. Yeah. Because I had never seen him do stand up anything. I was a pretty nervous public speaker for the most part. Yeah, really. High school, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I my family always connects with laughter. Even before I was with, uh, you know, with comedy, we would always try to make each other laugh. We were big Ghostbusters fans, you know. Growing up, Die Hard was actually a Christmas movie for us for a long time, and mm-hmm. we would always quote things. We would, my brother and sister would quote DC Benny uh, to yeah. to, the, to each other. Like we grew up on that. What was your bonding moment together? At, at at the household learning 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 yeah. yeah i know it sounds cheesy but no no yeah. trust me i come from yeah. i know a lot of asian families it's all yeah. about <laughs> reading learning exposure to things trips, jerry yeah when jerry and i hiking, shared math that was really fun bicycling hiking outdoors outdoor yeah. activities running um, running a one pound bag of twizzlers on the carpet <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know yeah. good family stuff yeah, good family yeah. Stuff. eating like a Fucking menopausal divorcee. <laughs> <laughs> was there any time that you guys had a good laugh with each other? Do you remember? Is, is there uh, anything? Yeah. my So my dad had no sense of humor and almost prided himself in being like, uh, 
Really, like stiff it. upper lip kind of. I he, mean, would, he would explain it very. He was like, I don't enjoy humor for the sake of humor. I will enjoy a joke if it is incidental to something else being taught or or shown. But I, I, I don't really enjoy. But then fart jokes, he would like. I remember there was a fart scene in Mean Girls. And I thought he was having a heart attack because I turned around and he was laughing so hard he couldn't breathe. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because my dad, I, similar, he, I never really saw him like laugh at really anything. Like, but he was a, a, a really fun guy, but just not like a funny person. Yeah. Yet he would tell my and it would be at weirdest times he would literally tell the dirtiest joke ah. you would ever hear to like friends of mine and it was hysterical and i'm i was like cringing with embarrassment that my dad just told this filthy aristocrats type of oh, joke yeah. to my friends <laughs> who were you know teenagers and that's when he would be funny but otherwise he did he really he would like fart jokes too mm-hmm. but yeah. or fart scenes but that was you know, I can relate to that because he was just yeah. not, you know, and they come out with this ridiculously dirty stuff. Yeah. And yeah. my dad would do that too. You know, he had a couple dirty jokes where I was like, whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scientist. Uh, there was the moment when, so I mentioned earlier my cousin Adam, who was my age, and this must have been when he was a, a teenager, high schooler. Um, Adam was at that point, I love him very much. He's one of my absolute best friends. At that point in his life, he was a little bossy, and uh, how would you describe Adam? At his, spoiled. At, yeah, spoiled. A little prissy, a little, you do this, you do this, pay attention to me. And a dog, their Vishla jumped on him and started peeing on his leg. And my dad, yeah, almost lost oxygen to his brain. <laughs> It's we. It's been, the story's been recounted many times in our family, but it's the hardest anyone ever saw him laugh. So that was his. <laughs> he got his upcomings, I yes. guess, off of that. And what That's were great. your favorite comedies? Were there any comedy movies you enjoyed? When Harry Met Sally, or something? Like, what's your? <laughs> I mean, you have to like the the, the uh, Nutty Professor with uh, with um, uh, the, with Eddie Murphy. I mean, that was. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I didn't think it was that. I don't. I never liked slapstick. Like Three Stooges, I thought was disgusting. Really? Yeah, my mom. Not a Jim Carrey fan. Yeah, my mom hates Jim yeah, Carrey and I the do Three like Stooges. Jim Carrey. You like Jim Carrey? Oh, oh she really hates do. Jim Carrey. I <laughs> like Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, I did. Okay. I did like Jim Carrey. I thought he was good, and I love Robin Williams. And but he didn't play. He played serious parts a lot. You know. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, you like? Yeah, you liked. Uh, Robin Williams and oh, he was oh, really Gilda, Gilda Radner. I adore oh, Gilda, Gilda Radner. Have you read Alan's book yet? Alan's Weibel, he wrote the movie, the Billy Crystal movie, and he wrote his own book. He would write for Gilda. Oh, I don't know. I so just love when book. Gilda died. It was like, oh, my yeah, God. It's tragic. I mean, it's... she was just the funniest person I'd ever seen. Mm. Comedy showcase. <laughs> I love how it's like you're sitting right next to your son. Funniest person, person I'd ever seen. <laughs> I've learned to accept it. <laughs> he gets <laughs> mad at me. He didn't. He didn't even. No, the only thing I get mad at you is when I go. Like I don't support him, but I do. I, li- I, I like the fact that he loves what he does. No, yeah. I only get mad at you when I'm going I come home and I'm like, I got to go do a show tonight. She's like, oh, you're just going to go have fun at a show. I'm like, it's my job. I spent the whole day with you. It's my job to do comedy from eight till 11. That's a very easy schedule. When Matthew's been on television, do you like brag to your friends and say, hey, Matthew's on TV tonight at 11. Watch the show. I did last time. Last time. That's the first time I've done that. 
Yeah. Wow. Um, Comedy Showcase is is uh, Chase and my home club in uh, Houston, Texas. Now defunct. It was thirty years running. Um, C room. Yeah. C room. A lot of cruise comics coming in. No sure. credits. Thousand bucks for a weekend. Papered crowd. Great crowd, but papered working class crowd. Um, and I would do, uh, they, they gave me because of chase, they started let me on stage very early, early on. They let me do 10, 15 minutes from these crowds. It was a great way to well, train. You would hang out with me. Nobody was, yeah. nobody would go. I'm like, I think if Drive we hang out the, at this place, they're the going to let us go up. If right. we just hang out. Where, where yeah. in Houston was it? Uh, the beltway South, South, East. Southeast East. corner of the beltway. Oh, beltway, wow. Cuba. Yeah. yeah. It's so out there. It smelled like refineries. Yeah. 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 You so, must be in Katie by then almost at yeah. that point. Yeah. The, I did a guest spot in the headliner. I don't remember his name, but it was a very cruise act. He was like, wouldn't it be crazy if Ozzy Osbourne got pulled over in traffic? He turns around, puts on a wig and glasses. Oh, God. Oh, let me just find my license. <laughs> <laughs> like, so an act like that, which really kills. And I shouldn't shit on that kind of act. Right. But we all, <laughs> us comics had a reaction to that. when we The groan. Right. Yeah. I was. I did a guest spot. I did fine. He went up. My mom was in the audience and my dad. And they go, "How are you ever going to be as funny as the guy who can do the Ozzy Osbourne impression?" Wow. I mean, you're trying to make your career just. You're just up there talking. That guy's doing characters and voices, and he has wigs. <laughs> so it's this very '90s sensibility of comedy that you have to be falling down and making crazy voices and phases. And then I think I showed her John Mulaney one day, and she was like, "I get it." I get what you're trying to do that you don't have to necessarily be a talented performer to be a successful stand up that there's a market for that now. Yeah. Which is a new thing, by the way, but a dignified just monologist is, I mean, I'm going to dig a hole right now and I'm going to ask, and I mean, obviously hope for his success, but is there hope for him getting married, kids, things of that nature? I mean, are you pushing for any of that? She likes Laura. Well, that's good. I like Laura, but I think if she wants her career and he wants his career, I think they should leave children out. Wow. No, I don't think that. I don't, because I think that who's going to give up their career? She's not going to give up his, hers, and he's not going to give up his. Well, somebody has to give up something when you have a kid. Right. Sorry. Don't have one if you're not going to give them time and energy. God bless. So. Oh, my God. Where are you? Can you speak to my mom and dad, please? Oh. <laughs> That's a great mom, yeah. My, my excuse lately has been like, I can't get guys pregnant. That's been my excuse lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Been trying. Yeah, I like that. You can in certain parts of the world. Right. Been to Thailand? Yeah. I am I am going to Singapore. We're, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. All right. So that, that yeah. All right. So I'm going to try to do one last, uh, dig a hole question. Okay. Who did the sex talk with Matthew? Oh, and, um, I guess I, I did. Or, I it's like know. I said in the joke, it was just, we were very open about those things. As a really? We weren't yeah. weird about that. Huh? Yeah. Oh God. I see. That's the difference between your family and a regular Asian family. It's not oh. talked about at oh, all. Yeah, Jews are wide <laughs> open. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's, I guess that's yeah. the difference over there. Like we still are. Like yeah. I'll still ask my, my son, well, did you have sex with her? Wow. You know, and he'll say, yeah, it was great. You know, or no, I didn't. Or maybe on the third date I will. I don't, we were always open about it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And she one of those goes like a shix is only for practice. Um, I gave up on that. Marry what you can. I lost my virginity at Jewish summer camp to the only non-Jew on staff. (laughs) (laughs) Leaving for college, they bought me condoms. I remember we were going. Oh, that's right. You were pushing a a, a cart through Target together. No, Walmart. Target. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Does it matter? Right. I don't. I just remember being a Target. Walmart's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. I love exactly. Walmart. It was a Target. And you want your condoms cheaper. We are cheap. upper middle class. Um, yeah. And I remember I, I turned around and there was condoms sitting and, and I was like, ha. Ah. They're like, yeah. And I, put, I reached to put it back and they go, no. What? The funny part is they were unlubricated condoms. <laughs> and I've never asked, was that on purpose? No. Uh, no, okay, it was just a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to write a joke about like, where they really believe in me. Holy shit! Oh man, let's. Uh, I love that. Thank yeah. you guys so much for this coming through. Really fun. This is fun. Yeah. This was great. Yeah. I mean, Chase, we always close with uh, our traditional question about food. Would you like to bring it on the table to everyone? Yeah. Listen. So here's here's uh, throwing this out there, right? I um. I uh, probably went to college for like two to three, maybe even four years. And then at some point I started doing stand up and I just stopped showing up. And uh, I I don't know if I maybe got a semester's worth of uh, credits out of it. I wasn't that good at it because I was just always writing and doing other stuff in the class. So I say that to say, I don't even know what the question is (laughs) at the end of the show is. I thought, you, I thought you were going to read my college transcript because it could be yours. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt to have that. And I was like, where the fuck is this going? And I was like, I was like, he's going to come back around. He's going to, nope, nope, not at all. Chase used to do this thing on stage where he would ask the audience, give me any two celebrities, two actors, and I will link them together by, by movies. Wow. And on stage at the M- and he did it really well. So on stage at the LA Improv, someone said Kirsten Dunst and Reese Witherspoon. And he goes, okay, Kirsten Dunst uh, and, and blah, blah, blah with Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire with blah, 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 with da, 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 Keeps building, building, building. And he goes, and, and, and James Franco in a movie with Kirsten Dunst. And the whole crowd cheers. And he gets off stage. I go, it was, you just did Kirsten Dunst to Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> <laughs> What Chase meant to ask is we always always end on food and we always ask about what the best thing you had to eat this week has been. Now, today's a Wednesday. um, So in the last seven days, you've been in New York for a couple of days now, right? Yeah. You've eaten well. So, Anne, what is the best thing you've eaten this week? I guess it was the Thai food last night. Thai diner. Shout out to Thai diner. Nice. Go to Thai diner if you're in New York. Where is that? Um, it's uh, near second. I know it's pretty close to second and maybe Delancey. Okay. All right. So So Lori side area. Yeah. It's timid walk from the grand stop on the D. Got it. What'd you have in cabbage wrap? Something cabbage wrap. It was good. Is that, is that like, is Thai like kind of like what you go for? I mean, is there any, I just wanted to do something 
ethnic in New York because you can. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. You know, in Atlanta, it's really hard to find anything besides fried bacon. chicken. And yeah, fried <laughs> chicken. Exactly. Yeah. Good soul food. Yeah. I love the soul food. The new, new, new soul food place opened up on 72nd. Still yet to try it. I might yeah. try it tonight, actually. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and what do you cook usually at the house? Like, is there is there like a special meal? I mean, uh, you don't. No, I just, because uh, I live alone now. So it's well, mostly. Well, you have a vegan roommate. Yeah, a vegan roommate. She, she, yeah, well. she does most she's not cook. a lesbian, by the way. She actually has <laughs> <a roommate. laughs> she does vegan. I'm, I'm starving. <laughs> uh, literally. Yeah. So we do a lot of, uh, she doesn't even eat, um, oh, she does fish. So we have salmon oh, a lot oh, okay. and we have um, a lot of uh, lentils, lentils and kale and spinach. She's rolling her eyes if you can. Yeah. <laughs> it's very bland, you know, no, no milk. No, um, no cheese. It's Nothing extremely like bland. Yeah. Huh. So, anyway. Well, at least you're getting to get some good food out here. Yes, I am. Well, good. good. Matthew, best thing you had to eat this week, man? Mm. Um, it's been a good week. Uh, I like the Indian place we just went to. Sar. S-A-A-R. Yeah. Nice but stuff. also second place, Levain. Cookies. Levain, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that was cracking good. that open. Unbelievable. Chase, yeah. best thing eat this. It's Actually, there's this place called I think it's called Gumbo Bros. Mm. Did you and go to they, Bubba, Bubba Gump? <laughs> <laughs> I like Bubba Gump, but no, no. This place called Gumbo Bros, and they actually make gumbo that tastes very similar to the stuff that my dad used to make. Oh, really? And it makes that. it. Yeah. And your and, dad made gumbo. My dad was the cook. My mom oh, yeah, ate yeah. out See, all the time. The we my were. dad made gumbo. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. wait, well, hold on. Obviously, the row had the roux had to be like like almost like a like a, a dark red, right? And that you was you had like, to stir it and make sure it was perfect. Right. Yeah. Homemade right. roux. Well, this no, one was brown, and and it's it was brown. Good. It, it, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Reddish brown. Mahogany, as I remember that. Yeah. It was right. at the but color. But that's really important. How well if you make. And then was there okra in it? Yes. Yeah. Okra is important. Okra is important. Yes. And this. The interesting thing about this gumbo was it was they had the the I don't know why I haven't been as much into seafood as I once was for some reason. Like I'm not feeling shrimp as much as I used to for some reason. I guess I've just had a lot of it. And it's almost You're becoming weird. Jewish. Yeah. yeah. New York has made you Jewish. You know? Yeah. But the, the chicken and sausage gumbo, That's extra rice, always extra rice. I like too much rice. I like a little too much rice. Do you like soupy gumbo or do you like stewy gumbo? By Stewie, Stewie, I like yeah. it. Like yes, Stewie. Yeah. You want the rice? Yeah, if he wants it with yeah. rice, he has to have Stewie. Stewie. Yeah, because the stuff I get because the starch it's, gets it's, a starch. It's way just wetter, yeah. softer. Yeah, and then the stuff my dad made was just ooey gooey, came out like mud. Right. Yeah. Did you? Did, did he put the rice in it on the yeah. gumbo? He did. No. We'd no, have a big no, bowl. No. We had two bowls, and you mix them. You mix okay, got it. Individual bowl. Yeah, got it. And it was always better two or three days after the fresh bowl. One hundred never tasted good. One hundred. The okra had to fall apart. Fall apart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I here's the thing. It's been it's it's it was yesterday. It was Fat Tuesday. I was craving etouffee for some uh-huh. reason, and I just I haven't been able to get that. I don't know what etouffee is because my dad what, what my dad called etouffee was sauce piquant. So I don't know what etouffee is. Okay. <laughs> Greg, <laughs> is it white? Is it? it no. It's, it's a, t- this is it was red? The tomatoes. It's tomato, tomato based. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like crawfish etouffee. Yeah. It was shrimp. I mean, yeah. crawfish is one of my favorites. I mean, it's crawfish season right yeah, now. Yeah, crawfish etouffee. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm actually, uh, hopefully I'll be going down to Houston uh, the next oh, couple of weeks. Yeah. And I'm yeah, just looking forward to just like oh. having a boil oh, and just that's throwing what, it right they, down they on there. once a year. Oh, some mud yeah. bugs. Yeah. Yo, I, while we're talking crazy. about Houston real quick, like I love the crawfish etouffee at Papado's for uh-huh. some reason. I'm a huge fan. But, 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 but my favorite cheesecake of all time, Papado's. Oh, really? In Houston. But, and here's what it is. 
I get pissed off when I order a cheesecake and mm-hmm. it doesn't have a graham cracker bag. We talked oh, about yep, I want know. a graham cracker bag. On that, you feel me on that. It's I, like, like I when I get agree. one and it's a naked bag or nice. there's no graham cracker even on the bottom. Right. But I need a graham it, cracker bag. It needs bag. that contrast of the the, the no. soft silkiness and I don't want it made with, with the jello. dry crunch. No. no. Jello. Jello. No. No jello. No. no. Bonus Ew. points. I love I love strawberries. Give me a soft, yeah. gooey strawberry right. on there. Uh, you know what I mean? I have a strawberry. Yeah. Juniors. Juniors is a great place for Juniors, juniors, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. What's the place that's a famous Carnegie Mellon uh, Deli? Carnegie Deli. Supposed to have the best. It's big. It's huge. It is, but Juniors is the best cheesecake in New York City. And there's one right on 42nd, I believe. There's one by us. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's right across. That's the original Juniors. We got to go. We got to go. That place. Oh, yeah. Get a nice cup of coffee and uh, like. Piece of cheesecake mm. with strawberry. Cheesecake's yeah. what to get there, and it has a graham cracker back. Yes, Junior, Junior's cheesecake oh, is the Thank place so to Junior, go. Junior's is like the varsity. Junior's of, does not have a che- oh. uh, have a graham cracker back. Oh, I don't. It doesn't have a graham cracker. I can't do it. Uh, on the bottom. It. Yeah, on the bottom. It. On the bottom. I want it on the back. It's on the bottom. Just, I want it on the back and the bottom. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a, I'm a, Excellent I'm a, pod. This is her second <laughs> podcast ever. Her first one was yesterday. She's, give Anna a hand. Her second podcast ever. She's great. Wait, so John, what did you, I'll tell you what I ate. And this, this is going to get to John a little bit because he's been dying to have this. So I was at Mohegan for a show on Saturday and I went to, um, Pepe's Pizza. You guys familiar with Pepe's no. in New Haven? It wins every year best pizza in America. Wow. Best pizza place. It's been there since 1926 or something. And they're famous for, Colony's good, but Pepe's is better. They're famous for a, a white clam pizza, oh, which wow. is basically like a, a garlic like a garlic cracker wow. with I, I love a oh cracker. my god my pizza I like a cracker based on a pizza that's my favorite type of pizza and this is gonna sound sacrilegious because we live in New York the Domino's thin crust huge I fan love huge me. fan thank I, you I John thank you so much the I, Domino's thin I crust I totally agree with you <laughs> You know, no, no, no. I, I because you guys had this conversation when I was in Florida last. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to get pizza, and I don't trust the Florida pizza. So I was like, I'm going to go to Domino's because you guys rave about Domino's. So I get the Domino's pizza. It comes with nine thousand boxes of sides and all kinds of crap, and it it the it thin crust or was it the regular yeah, pizza? It does, you no. have to specify yeah. the thin, thin crust. It, I don't know if I specified it. You wasn't didn't. You, didn't. you would it, know. You would. No, get the like fuck the out of here with what? that. We don't give it's a like shit. shit. Your story's dead. Yeah. You have to have the thin crust at Domino's or you're not messing with anything Anne agrees with me on that one. Uh, the only other pizza that I think was Chuck E. Cheese was solid too. Chuck Absolutely. E. Cheese is solid. Absolutely. And I would have to say Shakey's, which is only in California. Yes. Shakey's is another I one agree. that's all that. Yeah. Never had it. Uh, uh, John, Pink's I'm, pizza in, 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 in Houston was yes. garbage. I, I have oh a life hack. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pink's pizza gave me diarrhea in the morning of a triathlon. I shit my pants in the car drive. And had to just rinse off. Don't get street meat from outside of this place. Because last time I got that, oh my God. I that truck. I love that. That truck's my favorite place. It was rough. If you're going to Shakey's Pizza, I, I have a life hack for you because I, I lived in LA for many years. I'm going to tell you this. You have to tell them, don't pop the bubbles in the crust. I want the crust bubbles on there as a fan of crust. Crust bubbles on a crust, right? It turns it into a croissant-like 
Sure. Experience. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Flakiness. Like absolutely. Yes. Like none. Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. It does. Nah, that's a great yes. reference. Absolutely. The way I eat my pizza, I take a bite of the pizza. I take a bite of the crust. I like crust in every bite as much as possible. I the, the crust. The crust is the party. The pizza is yeah. bonus for me. Thank you. Yeah. I, I I mean, as a New York, like as somebody who eats who doesn't even like regular New York style pizza, I leave the crust. Oh, God. Mm. And I go behind people and eat the crust. Oh, God. Yeah. John, did you have Power Wheels as a kid? Are you a Power Wheels kid? Did you have the Power Wheels car? Yeah, that's the fucking Power Wheels I kid have, shit. Uh, leaving the crust. Did we get uh, Colony when Matthew was in Connecticut? We got, yes, Colony Grill when Matthew was his last in Connecticut. We went up there. That was the thin crust pizza, and then the wings were from a local spot as well. Yes. Uh, but yeah, listen, uh, guys, hopefully, uh, we will be, um, actually Chase, I love how you talk, bring about LA. Hopefully we'll be in LA the next couple of months. Yes. We're very excited about that. Got an amazing show coming up, uh, at the end of this month, um, over at the stand. We're really excited. Matthew had to bail last time. Hopefully you can come on another show, but you can catch him here at stand up New York, uh, on our shows here, but you can catch him all over the city. Um, and of course every Wednesday here at, uh, stand up New York, all things comedy and once a month over at the stand. I don't know. Am I going to get in trouble for even plugging that? <laughs> I'll, I'll plug it. I'll it's, plug it was my voice. Anyway. We're doing a special pop-up show at the Russian embassy. <laughs> oh, Matthew, where can everybody find you on social media? I'm at Monday Punday on all platforms. And, and do you have social media or anything like that? No, not really. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Guys, you this can was- follow Anne or the person imitating Anne on Facebook. It's hard to tell which is which. <laughs> oh, no, you <laughs> And this was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Matthew. Thank you so much. Thank you, this guys. was Thank awesome. you, guys. This was great. I really appreciate you guys coming out. Again, that was Gregalicious on Instagram, uh, at Boromeo on uh, on uh, Instagram, all platforms. We've got Ann on Facebook. We've got Monday Punday. And then, of course, I'm Chase DeRusso. Thank you guys so the much Chase for listening DeRusso. to the Somewhat Damaged Podcast. Stay black. Uh, that's cute. <laughs>